1: Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Naiman.
0: Good. I'm the guy with the gun. Hey, folks, welcome to another edition of Firing Lion Radio Show. This show in particular has been a long time coming. I've been talking with this guy about doing this show for, I don't know, two years, possibly something yeah, like that? Yeah, at least two years. At least two yeah. years. The voice you just heard there, folks, is my buddy Rob Zubak. Rob Zubak, uh, we're going to be talking about local hunting. Um, talking about the local areas, giving you some stories, some ideas, some tips what to do what not to do lots of lots of stuff like that so hey rob how you doing today
2: great how you doing
0: doing just fine so um we just finished the hunting season and this one well the deer season i should say uh bear season still open this one and our birds this one was of course in the year 2020 absolutely ridiculous we had fires like nobody would believe. Then we have a Forest Service who closes everything down after the fires happen. Um, you know, we've had bad forest management. We've had terrible uh, things happening to us, and yet every time somebody gets a deer tag, they want to go hunting, they close a the forest. I mean, how many times has that happened? Yeah,
2: but it hasn't? I remember even 20 years ago, they were doing the same thing back then, and it's always been that way. It just forces you to hike. Right. Yeah. Which-
0: they would close the, the dirt roads, like uh, in the D11 area. So let, let's let's give a bigger overview of what's out here, deer wise, yeah. within driving range of an hour. Okay. Yeah. So west of us, we have a zone called D11. D11 basically goes from the from Mount Baldy area west to like Bakersfield, and north into the Tehone Ranch. So it's a huge, huge area. I think they have five or six thousand tags available. It never sells out. It has about a three percent success rate. <laughs> <laughs> it's always hot. It's always dusty. There's more ticks than deer and uh and rattlesnakes.
2: For sure. So For that sure. that's basically. And a deal remember out. all the front facing hills on there, facing the two ten, all are close to rifle hunting. So it's right. pretty much archery. So if you want to see deer, that's where you go, but it would have to be in archery. Archery only. Yeah.
0: yeah, so what he's talking about is there's a firearm closures for L.A. County that basically the front range, anything you can see from the city um, up to the first ridgeline is basically where the line is for firearm closures. Yeah. So you can't shoot a firearm in there, but you can archery hunt, and archery hunting in that area is quite, quite popular.
2: Yeah, and they have the A- it used to be 831 tag. It still is, yeah. Yeah, and it's is it still either sex?
0: Mhm.
2: Used to be either sex. Part of the
0: season's either sex. Yeah, and
2: it ran all the way through December 31st, which yeah. is great. The, so it actually gets cools down and it actually runs through the rut early season. So, so
0: in the old days, they ran to January 31st.
2: Yeah, that was the best time cuz then all the big bucks would come out in bachelor herds and you'd see deer with half racks where they started shedding their antlers. That was that was the best time to hunt. That's
0: so now that, so, so let's just go back. Now, that's one of the areas we, we'll talk about right. the different areas we have to hunt and then how you get your license, how you get your tags, and then we'll go into some specifics here. So D11 is basically west of Mount Baldy, all the way to Bakersfield, uh, Santa Monica Mountains, Malibu, those areas. To the east of Mount Baldy is D14. Now, D14 has become a premium tag, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, yeah. So you have to go in on the drawing and use your points to get a D14 tag.
2: There's no leftover after the draw? No.
0: No. It's a it's premium only now. I'd have to
2: use all my preference points for that?
0: For D14. That's incredible. Yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyways. <laughs> so that tag runs basically from uh from Mount Baldy area east to about Joshua Tree. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So it includes all the Big Bear Arrowhead area. Big
0: Bear Arrowhead from the 10 freeway north and then it cuts off somewhere out in the high desert. Then you have D17 which is the high desert area out through the um out from the 10 freeway corridor up to the 40 and then there's some really really good hunting up there. That's actually another premium tag. Yeah, and then Again there
2: you just have to find water, right? It's all desert. Well, you know, water. there
0: there are some guys who hunt that every year. They do amazing. And I just saw a buck that they took that was like a um, 36-inch snaggletoothed, uh, yeah, magnificent. Old, old buck, Magnificent animal that they just took this year out of that area. So D17 is a great area. Obviously, it's four-wheel drive only because you're in sand all the time, and water is going to be your key. South of that, we have D12, which runs to the river and uh, to the uh, eastern side of the San Diego counties. Imperial
2: right. County included yep. in that.
0: Yeah. So there's some farmland out there. You know, there's canals that run through there for the water. Mostly along the river would be. Yeah. Again, D12, high. they get some fantastic bucks out of D12, D17. Uh, D19 is basically the San Jacinto area, Santa Rosa. All right. So those mountains. So it's from the mountains from Palm Springs West and from the... Ooh, that's pretty much that. The 15 East. And by
2: the way, Phillip's doing this all without a map, which I'm kind of surprised at. Like, I, <laughs> I would have needed a map to name all these off, man.
0: And then, and then D15 is the little Cleveland National Forest, basically from the 15 freeway going west till you run out of mountains in Orange County, and that's D15. Yeah.
2: That's where I grew up. I grew up in Corona, hunting that. And Skyline. Well, Bedford Motorway, I remember yeah. going up when we were kids and you'd... Indian Truck Trail, Skyline. Skyline was always probably the best place back in the 80s that I always heard of. Never did get a deer out of there. But what's crazy to me is, say, 30 years ago when you'd go up any of those roads, with their are open during deer, deer season, every turnoff would have people deer hunting during deer, deer season. Now if you went up them deer and deer opener, you'd be lucky to see another person hunting there. It's amazing how much that's changed.
0: Well, and a lot of road closures have stopped Yeah, again, things.
2: fire road closures. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, you're going to have to get on a mountain bike, and a lot of guys are not going to get on a mountain bike for a D-15.
2: Yeah, and it's all straight up and straight down, man. Thick brush, it's not...
0: Well, the brush is the other part, you know. So our our territory out here, they've done so much fire suppression. Let me back this up. If you ever go to a museum, say the San Bernardino Natural History Museum yeah. here, or any of those... You'll see some pictures of of the forest at that time, turn of the century, right? 1880s. And it looks completely different. It almost looks like the hills you'd see outside of uh, Paso Robles. It's got oak trees, grass, brush. Everything is spread out, okay? Well, the last hundred years, they've done so much fire suppression that everything's grown into one giant clump of burnable, combustible material. And so we had this fire that just happened out here in, uh, it's called the Apple Fire. And then the Eldorado fire that burned through D14 this year. So from my house, I have video of flames between 800 and 1,000 feet tall. Because I've been to the top of those mountains. I know that those trees that I can barely see, they're 150 feet high. And that the flames above it are five and six times the height of those trees. So the fuel level was unbelievable. And when it burns like that, it's, you know, 2,000 plus degrees, which is not great for the environment.
2: Yeah. That's the problem is that because of all the fire suppression, in the old, back then, a fire would start and it would burn until it burned out, right? So it would burn all the underbrush and it did it probably once every couple of years. Now they burn every 20, 30 years. So you have all that heavier brush that burns the trees. In the old days, it would just burn the bark on the trees and the trees would stay alive. So right. now their fires are so intense, they burn down the trees as well. So we're actually doing ourselves disfavor by... All that, this fire suppression.
0: So. That's called modern forest management. Yeah. And just remember, folks, you've heard me say this 50 times, maybe 100. <laughs> Every environmental disaster is caused by an environmentalist. Yeah, This is another one. They want to save the trees, and then there's too many trees in the drainage. So when a drought comes, they all suck the water dry. All the trees die. Now we have standing dead timber, and when we have a fire come through like this, it's unstoppable. I mean, yeah. that 747 was laying in unbelievable amounts of goop. You know, 200 feet off the ground, they're risking their lives, doing a great job. They saved Oak Glen. But if we had common sense fire management, like prescribed burns, you know,
2: and... Yeah, they're always worried about the lawsuits, right? They start a prescribed burn, and they let it get out of control, and then they burn down something, and now it's the forestry or the fire. Right, so let's start
0: start with bulldozers, okay? Let's get back to making fire breaks on the ridgelines. Have
2: you been, like, in... Utah, I just got back from there in January, and they take the bulldozers. That was a year ago. January. No, it was January this year. I shot the cow yeah, That's January a year ago. year. It is. Pretty close. <laughs> I'm going again this January. I just got back. <laughs> yeah. It seems like. It pre-COVID, so it's all a blur after that's that, right? That's true. So they take the bulldozers with chains, and they chained out all the, what's what are the, jun- not juniper, what's the, the, the lower cedar. brush? Yeah. Yeah, they chained it all off and planted elk grass, and amazing how much that's helped their populations in the last 20 years
0: yeah so that that's absolutely the right thing so here i mean the fire breaks they stopped doing them because they're worried about silt going into the river for the that Santa one. Ana river chub well here's the deal <laughs> when we have a hundred thousand acres burn across the front range and then we get a heavy storm how much silt is going to go into that river yeah. it's all coming down right so you know again we have to have the environmentalists back in their cage and i don't know how it's going to happen with this new administration but uh <laughs> they need to be in their cage They need to be out of control on these things And let uh, professionals who have an understanding With some common sense manage the wildlife Folks, Philip Naiman here with Rob Zubak We're going to talk more about local hunting We just gave you an idea of the areas We're going to get into some details after this
2: AM 590
1: The Answer This portion of the Firing Line Is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside
0: Alright you primitive screwheads, Listen up See this? This is
3: my boomstick!
0: Hey folks, every week on the Firing Line Radio Show, you know you're going to listen to our conversation about firearms, hunting, gun rights, all the great stuff afforded to all Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. Now our faithful companion in the battle to uphold these rights has been Firing Line Radio Show's longtime sponsor, Vince Torres of Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're not armed for protection or recreation, well, shame on you. Head on over to Bullseye Sport and Riverside, where you need to go for small arms, rifles, shotguns, ammo, big arms, and much more. After you purchase that firearm, Vince and I highly recommend you attend a certified firearm safety and training course. One that's going to teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitudes essential to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. For more information about the certified firearm courses, call Bullseye Sport and Riverside, 951 211 Visit their website bullseyesport.com for a schedule of classes. Because at Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo, they believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Thank you very much, Vince, for your sponsorship, and uh, we're going to continue here talking about local hunting with uh, Rob Zubak. Rob, we just talked about some of the general areas, the zones. Now let's talk about how to get those those tags, okay? Because <laughs> you just had, a, had a, an epiphany as we were talking here that a D14 tag is a premium tag.
2: Yeah, exactly. So... If they, if you apply and they have max points, you would get that tag, uh, most likely. I don't think there's enough for the, what, five? Probably five one
0: out. or two points you can get it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But, like, certain hunts, like we were talking, I always do the, I don't want to say which zone, but there's some premium zones that everybody goes for that if you don't have max points, I think three-quarters of the tags are attributed to people with max points, and 25% go into a draw lottery. Right? Lottery. So, since I missed one point early on in this point system, I'll never be a max point person because not enough people will fall off, unlike Philip, who has max points.
0: <laughs> but so here's what max points mean. So you go into a drawing, and the drawing is usually the beginning of June every year. Yeah. So June, June
2: 3rd, I think it has to be in by, right?
0: Yeah. So just think about June 1st, you know, and you won't miss it. But you go into on, go online, apply for stuff. And you go into a drawing, and then they'll tell you in about a month whether or not you got your tag. If you're trying to get a good tag, just no, no, you didn't get it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like hitting the lottery, right? It truly really is a lottery. It
0: pretty much is at this point in time. So maximum points means they started this point system like 17 or 18 yeah, years must ago. Be Seventeen. Yeah, and and if I have max points, that simply means that California has denied me my choice for <laughs> 17 years. <laughs> almost like voting for governor. I keep getting denied my voice there, my choice there too.
2: But you could pick a premium hunt that that doesn't subscribe, and you would get I, it for sure. But I could
0: do that, but then I've just wasted the last 17. ten years of my life. Yep. Yeah, so I'm stuck as you are. You're saying I'll never so get. So you have max, you have
2: max cow, I mean, max elk points?
0: No, I, got, I did get drawn for elk one time. Oh, see. So I'm halfway. You through did hit that again.
2: a lottery once? Once. Did you get it? A-
0: I did not. No. Oh. No. Man. Anyway, long story. Thanks yeah, for bringing yeah. up that hurtful episode of <laughs> yeah. my life.
2: I was going to say now you should. Mean you should apply as a, uh, a group party. for a cow elk hunt. Because you'll t- get drawn it if you usually have any points. Usually,
0: now I've I've been trying for uh, for elk again. Anyway, so different choices. <laughs> we have we have deer, we have elk, uh, you have pronghorn, and you have bighorn sheep. Those are the premium tags that you have to apply for ahead of time. If you want to hunt bear, bear is an over the counter tag, yeah. and many deer tags are over the counter. So the areas locally that we just talked about. You're going to have to put in for the drawing if you want D17, and it may take you a few points to get that one. That's a, a pretty good zone. D12, the same. D14, I think if you're in the drawing, you'll probably get it. But if you're not in the drawing, it's yeah. it'll be sold out. D11, they give those out like candy. They yeah. can't get enough people and that's to hunt that's a that super
2: area. zone with it's 11, D11, 13, 13, 13 15, 15, 15, are all, yeah. all one tag. You can hunt any of those zones. So why
0: they don't call it one number, yeah. I don't know. But, it's yeah. been
2: divided up that way for so long. The, yeah, it doesn't make sense.
0: So D15, 11, and 13. 13, super zone. I, I don't think it's 15. I think it's...
2: So that's Angeles, yeah. Cleveland. And what, Is it Cleveland know. included yeah, in that? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So anyway, um, but, you know, I tell you what, if you've hunted locally, if you've gone up in the heat and the dust and the ticks and the people and you can find deer consistently yeah you can be a hero if you actually go out of state where they actually have animals
2: (laughs) i'm serious and the key like we were saying is in california it's a desert so finding water if you find water you need to go find springs that come in Little canyons that you would not think there was a spring in it. And a lot of times you'll find springs under the oaks in there. And yeah. if you find that water, that's the key to Southern California.
0: It, it can be, but I, I got to be honest with you. I or find, golf courses. <laughs> yes, <yeah>, golf courses. don't <laughs> <those laughs> seem to work for you. Well. There's sprinklers there. The yeah. Neighborhoods, yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, finding water sources out here is extremely difficult. Yep. And so, uh, you know, one of the things I look for, is look for deer trails. If I've got a front side of a hill that's all cut up in the in the cheat grass with zigzag trails going up and down, okay, I've got activity in this area. They must know where the water is. I don't really need to know where it's at. Yeah. I don't,
2: then you get know. them going to and from, right? Right.
0: You know, and so some of the areas that you can really. View animals and learn how to hunt them. Uh, you know the front side of the of the range. So if you're looking at the D11 area, the Azusa, the Glendora, the San Dimas, the Laverne, those foothills, Claremont, you can sit back in a parking lot with your spotting scope and just kind of pick a, pick apart the animals and see what's up there. And they're moving around quite a bit. Um, and so there's also this this stupid thing in the middle of the forest called the Experimental Forest. Yep. I think that's Sandimus where the
2: experimental forest, right? right?
0: I think that's where the Forest Service starts growing all their hybrid marijuana plants. That's why they don't want you in there. I've heard maybe it's opium yeah. now. Yeah, but uh, they have this. It's stupid, but they have this giant swath of the forest cut out that you can't go into because they're doing experiments.
2: Have you ever seen them do an experiment in there?
0: Um, not, not that I'm going to say <laughs> online that I've ever been in there. I've been on but, the fringe and looked in, but what? I've never seen anything in there. How's that? I know there's a lot of deer in there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and they have We've heard. stands of pine trees planted in there. Yeah, the
0: Coulter Pines. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no, oh, look, there's no reason.
2: I wasn't guessing that's their experiment that they got yeah. there. You know
0: what know. it is? It's their private hunting reserve. That's yeah. what that is. Yeah. 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 Just like Bannon Canyon is the, the police the department's oh, private. Oh, what's the
2: water district one? Is that yeah. Bannon yeah. Canyon you're
0: talking about? Yeah. So, yeah. well, the police department's the one that uh, they all hunt there. Oh, now you gave it up for them. Yeah, I did. They don't let me in. Forget those guys. (laughs) If we're going to be part of the team, it's on the team. Yeah. Anyway, so um, getting in for your permits, you have to sign that up. If you you do not get your first choice, then you get a uh, preference point, a bonus point that's supposed to help you out in the next year.
2: Unless you have a second choice.
0: You'll still get a preference point.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, right, you're right.
0: And then you may get your second choice. Yeah. And if you don't get your second choice, you may get your third. If not, you get a refund. Yeah. So um, it doesn't do you any good to try and get, you know, the X zones are in the Sierras. So let's say I want to go X12 or X9A or XC. Well, look, if you didn't get X12, you're not going to get X9A yeah. and XC. They're they're sold out the first drawing, so you might as well pick something else, a C or an A or a B zone or D zone. Pick a D zone else.
2: that doesn't sell out, so that you'll get your second choice.
0: Yeah, or even, you know, even D fourteen, you may get on a second draw. You just have to be in the drawing to yeah. get it.
2: Yeah. So for what me and Philip always do is, we put in for a hard to get hunt that's like ninety percent success. Those hunts seventy five percent, and then our second choice would be one of these local zones, typically. Right.
0: Or, or the archery zone. Yeah. So I, I like the A31 tag. A31. I think it's got a nice season. It goes from September to the end of December. So there's three months. Yeah. So I can basically, you know, find one weekend to go go try yeah. it during the three-month period.
2: And you'll usually see deer in it if you find a spot because most of those L.A. County. Uh, front zones are closed to rifle hunting, so there is a good amount of deer Yeah, in it's
0: easily accessible. Hard hiking, though. Yeah, it is. Because you start at zero and go straight up 2,000 feet. Yeah,
2: and then when you see a deer, it's always at the other side of the canyon. You have to go straight down and straight up to go get to them. So.
0: Yeah, and, and some of these areas that have just burned out, I mean, you've got uh, all the D14 burn and Cogswell Dam. We'll talk about that in a second here. Cogswell Dam in in the uh, Azusa Canyon area, all Right. that fire burned there. It went south to the city around Mount Wilson. It burned north to the high desert. Wow. So this That's giant
2: swath just out of huge. About it. So it left cover for him on both sides too.
0: Well, we'll see, but I haven't been up there yet, but that would be an area to really check out. So we'll talk about that D11 area. You head up uh, West Fork towards Cogswell, and then there's a creek that goes north of that called Bear Creek. And you can get there over Smith Mountain Pass, which is a couple-mile hike. But uh, that should be uh, quite a good area. Uh, or now that it's all burned out. Yeah, you, even
2: the – is that near the Baldy area? I would west assume. of it. West of it, okay.
0: Um, Baldy's like over uh, Upland. This is over Azusa. Okay. So it's that 20 But I know miles the
2: Baldy burn. back, the front side of Baldy, once you got down a ways, I remember I used to have people I dealt with that used to always hunt that area. And used yeah, there's a lot out.
0: of areas of Baldy Canyon that are closed to hunting because right. the Nimbies, you know. Yeah. So a lot of areas in Baldy <laughs> Canyon are closed to hunting. But uh, the other thing on the Cogswell burn is you might be able to access that area now off the highway too because it used to be so thick you couldn't go down. But hey, yeah. since it's all burned off. It's opening it up. Hey, folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out at firinglineradio.com for the podcast or on our uh, – we're moving over to parlor from Facebook. But we'll be right back with Rob Zuback. A couple more sessions talking about local hunting after this.
3: Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Bullseye Sport in Riverside, proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. AM
1: 590, the answer. This portion of the Firing Line is brought to you by CCW Safe, by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management.
2: Spartans! your weapons
0: come and get them hey folks philip neyman firing line radio show as you just heard us say check us out at uh on parlor we're moving over there firing line radio show our podcasts are at firinglineradio.com firinglineradio.com as you all know that so the podcasts are free um, this week we might charge next week. I don't know. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> depends on how the market's going. <laughs> so uh, podcasts are free at this point in time, and uh, they'll, they'll stay that way. But also we have some great sponsors that are on the show that are doing some amazing things. Like we've got uh, Macmillan MC3 stocks. We're going to be doing some giveaways for that. So Macmillan USA. We have uh, Vortex Optics, um, EMP Shield. We did a show with them a little bit ago. So we've got a great discount if you're looking for any kind of protection on that empshield.com uh, use the code firing line to get a giant discount on that and uh, cutting edge bullets so we've got some great stuff happening here and you want and civil wear excuse me civil wear knives awesome stuff all right uh joining me back here i have rob Zuback. rob we just talked about the different zones yeah talked about how to get your tags <laughs> Uh, talked about uh, the time of this phrase, but let's talk about the actual hunting of the local area. Just give us a little bit of your field view.
2: Well, the as with I think most hunting for big game, the biggest, the most important thing is the scouting beforehand. If you just think you're gonna drive up randomly to some canyon on the first day of the season, get out and see a deer and get a deer, it's very unlikely. So, you got to put in the effort beforehand, preseason find where they're at find the sign find wa- if you find water you're probably find sign then you got to figure out which way they're working and where you can set up for a shot and then be able to get to that area it's, it's really tough when you find that area get it all set and then they close all the roads to it so but that's the biggest thing for me and then you need to get – it California is pretty difficult hunting, so getting in hiking shape is important as well, especially if you get one. It's always hot out, and There's hacking packing it out in the heat.
0: And, there's hiking shape, and there's hauling it out shape.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: The two are different.
2: Yeah, for sure, and carrying enough water with you so you don't – so here's a story. of My brother was uh, – Let's blame him. Yeah, no, but he was archery hunting, and he gets two deer out of in those areas we we're talking about pretty much every year.
0: Yeah, PM me, I'll give you the canyon.
2: Yeah, so he gets this two deer every <laughs> almost every year. So he actually is hunting there. It's pretty hot, and I think it starts in August if you have a D11 tag
0: yes. archery. Yeah.
2: So it's early season. He shoots a buck back in a canyon, of course, where it's a buck run. After he shoots it with the bow, is deepest darkest canyon. So he goes get starts packing it out and typical me and him we carry like one bottle of water it's not very so on the way out he actually starts having heat exhaustion ends up having to call fire rescue to get him out of there because did, did they pack the
0: deer out too they, of
2: course and his bow and everything but yeah <laughs> so so make sure you're prepared you don't don't be, don't that, be guy. that guy <laughs> exactly
0: yeah. but, nine years on search and rescue team we don't want to do that
2: yeah and we, he should know better because he's actually a firefighter but the way it goes, right? (laughs) (laughs) There you go. You never know what you're going to get into. Better to have more water than not enough.
0: True. And some of the places we hunt up above Crystal Lake area, um, nice animals up there. But it's a seven-mile walk uh, up a dirt road to get to this hunting area. And then you pass the water about 2,000 feet below the top of the mountain. So if you didn't bring enough, you got to go down 2,000 feet, fill up come back you drink all your water by the time you get back up again
2: yeah and once you get a deer it's all work after that so if you don't if you already drink all your water to get to that point now you're really going to struggle the rest of the time
0: yeah so water for you is absolutely important and the other thing is our our seasons here uh, a lot of guys say oh it's october it's a rut no it's not um our deer do not rut in october you may see some that kind of act funky but if you've ever seen deer rutting they're not doing it in october So our hunt is too early for the rut. Why Why are
2: our hunts so early?
0: Because fishing game is Yeah, but why? It's in the
2: hottest part of the year. It's the, the Most same... meat spoilage, if you think, if you can't yes. get to it in time. It's the hardest because people are pressuring deer while it's hot out yep. with the lack of water. Yep. It makes no sense why they don't push it back. on. And months.
0: you're forgetting that's usually the weekend the Santa Anas roll in.
2: Yeah. And then there's usually the fire danger, so they close them all. Yep. So how do we petition fishing game to push them back a month? Hey, did you hear why it's so that that A thirty one tag used to run through January thirty first, right? right? Do you remember the reason why they cut it to December thirty first? Uh, it's because they didn't have enough time to get all the data information from harvested deer into their proclamation book by May. That's why they cut a month off. <laughs> Isn't that great? It was the best time of season. But,
0: so so instead of saying, we'll get our proclamation book done in June. Well, they nope.
2: need it out in May because all the applications are due by June 3rd. They
0: put it in in July. How
2: long does it take to make that book? And they're only adding limited information for those. For one zone. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a San Diego zone, too, that's similar. 830. Yeah.
0: 830. Yeah. Or in Ventura County. Just it's yeah. ridiculous fishing game is not your friend fishing game does not want to have the most animals They're, it's been taken over it's no longer the fishing game department it's now the flora and fauna department they have taken their their efforts and spread them all over the board with it's, you know
2: it's not even fishing game anymore right Fish right. and wildlife
0: right right <laughs> and and you have to use um um hookless hooks uh for fishing too Yeah, nice.
2: Not barbless, hookless.
0: (laughs) Hookless hooks, exactly. Well, they
2: close all those areas off subject, all those areas along the coast for fishing. Same idea. You can't even fish those spots anymore.
0: We're losing our wildlife. We're paying for it, but we're losing our wildlife. Yeah. And that's because the people in charge of that have been appointed by people like Gray Davis, Schwarzenegger. All The people in charge, if you've ever been to a fishing game commission meeting, which I have... It's ridiculous. They are run by the Humane Society of the United States. Yeah, that's the problem. HSUS, the Hypocritical Society of Urban Snobs.
2: They want the hunters to continue to pay all the tax money into protecting all the animals, but they don't want to let those same hunters actually hunt those animals. That's where all the money comes from. Those people hiking in the forest and all that. They don't pay a dime. They don't pay anything towards protecting them. It's hunters that have saved wildlife in the United States and around the world. Since the 30s. Yeah. It's always been that way.
0: Yeah, and, and actually hunters are the only ones who care. And if there's not a, a, a motive on that, I mean, people, look, the Sierra Clubbers, they don't fork up money for this. No. They fork up money for legislation. Yeah, They buy lawyers.
2: Yep, exactly.
0: And then they, they seize your, your areas you used to hunt in by using lawyers. They're, they're not about conservation. They're about,
2: anyway. Yeah, if you go up around the Bay Area, all that area now is pretty much closed two hunting which is just crazy other than if you own a big ranch with private property everywhere else it's all a park or which something probably of a million sort. bucks an acre yeah a park of some sort the only areas open anymore is the southern part of the bay is a federal wildlife refuge so the feds For have birds. kept it. yeah exactly and then grizzly islands in there and all that in the northeast part but All the other state lands have all been closed to hunting in that area, which is terrible because you see deer everywhere.
0: Well, not only do you see deer everywhere, but what happens is – let's talk about bears, okay? Yeah. So we used to have 1,700 bears taken in the state of California. They close the season. So from August when archery opens up till December 31st or something around Christmas time, when 1,700 bears are taken or estimated to be taken, they They close the season so that's been going on for years and in that time frame we'd have two to three hundred bears taken a year um, by fish and wildlife for depredation well then they got rid of dogs they got rid of bait years ago then they got rid of dogs so now the only bears that are taken are kind of accidental yeah
2: while yeah, people all out deer hunting most of the time
0: exactly so so now our, our numbers drop from 1700 down to about 1100 bears taken a season during by hunters But the kill of bears has gone up higher because the 600 bears that weren't taken are breeding and growing. And there's more conflict with humans than there was before. So fishing Game goes out, shoots these bears at night, and throws them down a canyon. So has not hunting with dogs, has it saved any bears? No. It's just created a wanton waste of wildlife by our agency.
2: Same, Same story with mountain lion. They banned mountain lion hunting since they banned it. They have more mountain lions taken on depredation tags, and they pay people to hunt them than were taken by actual hunters that were paying to hunt them. So they banned hunting of them, but they kill more of them, and now they're paying people to kill them versus allowing hunters to kill them. And then just this year, bobcats went out too. You know that they banned bobcat hunting again this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's ridiculous. We see bobcats all the time.
2: It's it's what what you'll find in a lot of uh, political things that they. The the good uh, analogy is they don't try to take the whole loaf of bread at once, they take it one slice at a time, and just know that that's the ultimate goal. First they're coming they, for you. Yeah, first they take mountain lion. Now now they got rid of dog hunting for bears. Then they're going they got rid of bobcat hunting, and slowly like some one state doesn't allow dove hunting because it's a songbird. So just know that that's they'll find a reason, and then they'll play all the commercials, they'll get it past through a proposition.
0: Well, the guy who did the, the mountain lion project here now runs Colorado. So they're yeah. trying to institute the same thing over there. So, yeah, these people are, are they're in, you know, we came here to talk about local hunting, but we're talking <laughs> about the fishing and game and, and uh, how it's been hijacked by people not friendly to hunting, not friendly to wildlife management, but looking for a whole different sort of control. Folks, Wolf name Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out at firinglineradio.com. We'll be right back after this. Hi folks, Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side.
2: AM 590, the answer.
1: This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of
2: optics.
0: Conan, what is best in life? You crush your enemies,
2: see them driven before you, and you hear the lamentation of the women.
0: That is good. Hey, folks, you know what else is good? Hunting. And you know always need, when you go hunting, gear. So we're talking with Rob back here. We're talking about uh, local hunting, and there are some challenges hunting locally. Uh, the heat, water, ticks, rattlesnakes, poachers, wow. illegal aliens, coyotes, mountain lions, <laughs> bears, uh, and traffic.
2: So let's see if Philip gets my uh, <laughs> questions on, what are the two things you use the most while hunting? So I always this is always a... Sp- Spiel I always given to two things you're going to use the most.
0: your binoculars and your boots
2: exactly most people on most people will skimp on one or both of them, and those are the things that you're going to be using
0: nonstop so um we've talked a lot about optics before, but boots are extremely important because the hillsides we have up here are crumbly decomposed granite. Yeah. And you're you're always... Nothing's
2: flat as right. well. You're
0: always side-hilling. Yeah. You're always side-hilling. So, you know, you can get a, like a pair of trail runners, which are really fun to wear when you're walking on dirt yeah. roads. But you start side-hilling on those, and, and it sucks. And the fact that the fabric on them is like a loose mesh.
2: Yeah, you want something with some ankle support, especially if you're going to be carrying a backpack with a firearm. If you get a uh, yeah. deer, you're going to add another... F- 100 pounds of meat on it and side-hilling without ankle support, just asking for problems.
0: And foxtails. Foxtails yeah. will go right through those. You will yeah. be miserable.
2: So. Don't wear your Solomon trail running shoes. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, man. Yeah,
0: leather and Cordura based with a, with a strong support is really important up here.
2: Very, very. Important.
0: The other thing is uh, when you are hiking, if you want to go downhill, stay on the ridges. Don't go down the canyon yeah those canyons are like bottle traps you the farther you go down the steeper they get and all of a sudden you can't go down you can't go up and you're calling for a helicopter so so stay on the ridges don't go down the canyons um so let's talk about optics what do you suggest for optics
2: 10 by 40 binoculars usually the most common thing i would say i've always hunted with I, when I was a kid, I had 16 by 50 Pentax binoculars that I wow. used forever and ever. Yeah. And now I have 15 by 60 binoculars. And they're big and heavy, but that's what I've always used. So it's hard for me to go away from them. But, but by far, especially out here, most common is like 10 by 40 or 10 by 42s
0: I think that's probably the most common. I like uh, kind of your way. I like a 12x50. Yeah, just that little extra power, and then with going by a fifty, it's it's a little bit brighter than the ten by forties. Yeah, better in lower light conditions. So it's actually a little bit brighter, a little bit more power. The uh, fifteen by sixties, unless or or anything of that nature, you need to understand how to use your binoculars without getting seasick. Yeah, and but
2: I've been doing it for so long, it's it's, it's well. Like some you, people and finding deer. A lot of times you'll see them with your eyes, and you want to spot them with binoculars. Looks totally different when you're looking through a higher magnification. A lot of times you'll have a hard time finding them. Right. You'd be like, I'm um, looking, especially when it's California and it's a giant hill of all sagebrush that looks the same. It's hard to pinpoint exactly where they're at, especially when you're looking for horns.
0: So, right. If you're using a, uh, say you're using trekking poles, if you're sitting down and you got those mm-hmm. big, those big uh, binoculars, it's a great thing to put your trekking pole between your yep. legs, put the binoculars on top. Yeah. It saves your arm strain. And if you've got those big, excuse me, high-powered binoculars, you really need to stabilize them. Or otherwise, you can vomit. You got seasick in the mountains somehow, right? Yep. Okay, so optics are great. Um, you have a special uh, boot brand you like?
2: Danner, that's what I yeah. I grew up using, yeah. still use them today. Just, Red Wings and Danners, yeah. Yeah, still use them today.
0: Yeah, Danner's a great boot. Okay, so what about rifles?
2: So I would guess the most popular rifle in California is probably a thirty out 6 which is fine for most hunting.
0: So the uh, average shot in our local hills is, you think, what?
2: 300 yards? Maybe? I doubt it. Probably 100. I, I remember a study way back in the day the average shot was under 150 yards because typically people walk, bump it out, shoot, and get him. Whereas if they have to shoot three, 400 yards, right, they usually miss. So I'm, I'm guessing it's over thing with the advent of more long-range shooting, better optics, better guns. So I would guess 300, 400 would be max.
0: Yeah. So um, I, I think you're right. I think most of the deer in our local mountains are bumped. Yeah. yeah especially because some of the brush is so thick. You yeah. make a noise, a little fork and horn stands up and goes, hey, what was that?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Probably to, under under 100 yards, a lot of them.
0: 100 yards, 100 pounds. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah, exactly. So but it is nice to have the ability to shoot farther. But if you are trying that shot, you should have shot it before, right? You
0: need to practice. We talk yeah. about that all the time. So bolt-action rifle. Yep. And you're, I do prefer long actions for hunting. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of guys will get a short action, and you know, three hundred eight will do great. You know, but um, your job when you're hunting is to take it from this side of the grass to the next, you know, this life to the next life as quickly and cleanly as possible. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, don't skimp on that. Now, that doesn't mean get a get a gun you can't handle, but it means get a competent firearm say anything from a 25-06 up to a 300 wind mag. Yeah. You know, something in those ranges are going to handle it. Um,
2: I've always said that you can't underkill something. Right. Right? If you, you underkill... That's called no, wounding. Yeah. Yes. Overkill is never a problem. I would rather have too much gun and make it a humane kill than skimp on it and use something. That. Same with the ammo, buying premium ammo, right? People will buy the cheapest ammo they could find and then they Wonder why the bullet didn't hold together or what happened. I hit it in the shoulder and then it just ran away. I don't know what happened. It's Don't skimp on it. It's going to be one shot most likely, right? right. Make that shot count.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's And, and it comes down to practicing. And, and practicing field positions. Let's talk about that. How many times have you been able to sit down at a bench while you're hunting?
2: Yeah, it's on the side hill. And you, <laughs> if you have a good backpack frame, it's actually a good support. You put it below you and you can wed... Wedge off of your backpack, but it is very rarely that you're not going to be able to lay down prone, especially out here, and get a shot off.
0: Well, if you do, it's it's a long shot. Yeah, you know. But um, yeah, prone prone and so the bipods. If you're looking for a bipod, I like to get the ones that go 13 to 27 inches for hunting. Yeah, right. I used one in Colorado last week, and it's a Harris bipod. Harris bipod,
2: still the number one bipod I would say that's used for hunting.
0: So here's what I did because I'm hunting on ice. Um, so I pulled the roll pin on the bottom rubber foot, took it off, put an arrow insert in
2: with the, Oh, okay.
0: Cut off the tip of the rubber, pushed it back down, put the roll pin back in or not actually just epoxied it and, and screwed a field tip in. So when I had to make my shot list last week, it was extended ranges i was able to load that bipod on ice and it didn't slide on me
2: sell that idea to harris because then he could instead of screwing a field tip when you're normally they have blunt tips that are rubber and you could just screw blunt tips in. it's a great idea right they could come with multiple points yeah. for it and make it for all one
0: yeah let's with idea. it call harris
2: yeah <laughs> well everybody's knocked it off now right <laughs> i don't know yeah.
0: But I tell you what, I've used it quite a bit and uh, in hunting situations, and that has come in really handy. That's the one improvement you can make. I mean, you know, we've got the Accutac bipods, right? They sponsored the yeah. show. Uh, they're awesome. But if you don't have the funds to buy an Accutac bipod and you need to modify what you currently have, that's a good an way Acutec,
2: to go. they have replaceable feet on those, right? So they have everything.
0: Yeah. It's awesome.
2: Yeah, those are nice. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's your premium gear. So what optics? Would you recommend on your rifle?
0: So for hunting locally, I really like the Vortex uh, uh, PST two.
2: What what magnification?
0: I like the five to twenty five. All right, but that's because I shoot extended ranges. Yeah. If if I, if I just had it on, well, I have one on my two seventy. That's a three to fifteen.
2: So I just went on an Idaho deer hunt, right? And I carried. We went on like eleven mile deep hike, and I carried my bot my spotting scope with everything in it. But my rifle had a 5 to 25 on it, and then you quickly realize, why am I carrying this extra 15 pounds or 12, to 15 pounds spotting scope when I could just use my 25 power rifle scope, right? It's, right. It's like, there's a deer, let me see, oh, let's break up the spotting scope, and then after that hike I was done. So I emptied out the spotting scope, didn't carry the rest of the things, so I just have my binos and like and I have a twenty five power spotting scope. It just happens to be mounted on my rifle.
0: Right. <laughs> right? Well, don't look at cars with it. But yes.
2: Yeah, exactly. And don't check other hunters with it, obviously. Right. right. But yeah, it, it's so and you could lower just don't carry it on twenty five power, obviously, oh, right? That's carry, critical. Yeah.
0: That's critical. If you if you ever try to jump Shoot something, and you're on 25 power. Yeah. You'll know exactly. I'm what we're pretty good about. at
2: 10 power and below. I can actually shoot pretty good 10 power, yeah. but yeah, 25 power is a no no go for that.
0: But I actually, uh, I shot on 25 this year. I, I like it. I, I like to shoot, but I'm set. Yeah, on the higher power. But you know, like this one deer I just took. He's on a field of sagebrush. Try and find him on 25. No. No, you, zoom you, have way to, down, you have to find, them, find them, Get set, zoom up, take a shot. Yeah, so lots of stuff involved there. So your gear, your gear for Southern California, you know, boots are important. Your binoculars are important. Your water system's important. And you're probably going to be boning it out. So get yourself a quality knife and a yep. backpack that can, with uh, pillowcases, so you can take the meat out safely and uh, cleanly.
2: Exactly. Okay. Clothes as well. Don't skimp on clothes. They'll last you 20 years. Right. So if you take care of them
0: and here's the hottest tip is if you're using lower boots get trail running gaiters. keep that scree out of your socks. boots man yeah. i hate that
2: yeah and then with, even if it bugs you while you're out there and then when you get home you gotta pick it all out of your socks or if you don't you will wash your socks and then it'll be in everything exactly <laughs> trail
0: trail running gaiters are the best hot tip of the day folks I want to thank my special guest rob zubak rob thank you very much for coming out
2: thank it's you for having your
0: time, time. and uh, we will have you back again folks god bless have a great weekend Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk.
1: The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. CCW Safe. Cutting Edge Bullets. Vortex Optics. Vortex. The Force of Optics. And by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. AM 590 the answer.